Hello and welcome to episode two of The Pen Addict. I am Mr. Michael Hurley and with me, as always, is The Pen Addict himself, Mr. Brad Dowdy. How are you, Brad? I'm great, sir. How are you today? Very good. Excited to be getting the second show done. We had a, a really great reception to the first episode and I want to thank everyone for, for downloading and especially to those of you that have stuck around to listen to the second episode. Yeah, I, I was really blown away by all the, the positive comments and great feedback and, um, you know, some of the emails we got um, about the show and comments on the 70 decibels page. It it was really, really awesome. So I appreciate all you guys listening to episode one. And hopefully that's a, a sign of things to come. I think yeah. uh, this is going to be a really good thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this show. Um, you mentioned feedback. Um, now, people, there's there's a number of ways that people can send us feedback about this show, right? So you can uh, email Brad directly. Brad, what, what email can, can people grab you on? The best way to send me an email is thepenaddict at gmail.com, um, spelled just as it sounds. Um, you know, if you want to have a, you know, a, a long discussion or talk about rec- pen recommendations or talk about show topics, that's the best place to get me. Otherwise, you can catch me on Twitter at Dowdyism. That's D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. I'm always, you know available to chat on Twitter. Those are probably the two best ways to uh, get in touch with me. And you can also leave comments on the uh, 70 decibels pen attic page. Um, there's a comment section um, on there for you as well. Indeed. And, and you can also um, get an email to us at the contact page of 70 decibels, um, which is 70 decibels.com forward slash contact. And that's uh, another way you can fill out the form there. Or if you want to um, share with me um, the reveling in Brad's, um, geniusness <laughs> of all of this then you can talk to me on Twitter and I'm at imike I-M-Y-K-E um, and we can talk about how amazing Brad is there if you want to <laughs> do such a thing so talking about um, reader email um, Brad you, you had a couple of messages that you wanted to share with the readers in case you know there may have been other people that were thinking the same sort of stuff Right, right. There were I, I did get a couple emails uh, for feedback for show topic ideas, more questions on episode one. So I, I did want to share these just so people know that we would love to have your feedback and love to hear your um, ideas for the show going forward. Um, but let me go through a couple of them here uh, that we got. First one's from Jim, and he was talking about the glossary subjects that we um, – we covered in episode one, and uh, let me just – I'll read a little bit of it here. And he said, you touched on it in the first episode, but I think it should be discussed in more detail. I love pens and consider myself a pen addict, but I'm still confused at the differences and when I try to explain those differences to others. And what Jim's referring to is all the different types of pens and different, you know, breakdown between ballpoints, fountain pens, gel ink pens, what type of ink particular pens use. And he says it's it's such a confusing topic that it warrants a lot of time. And Jim, I could not agree more. Um, that's something, you know, I'm going to elaborate on some of those topics today. Um, after we finished last week's episode, there was so many things I had in my head, just even basic stuff that I didn't cover that. Well, this won't, while this won't be a glossary episode, I think a lot of the topics we're going to talk about today, um, are going to hopefully help elaborate and expand on some of the topics we covered the first time around. And, you know, it's it's an ongoing thing. A lot of this stuff I didn't learn right when I started doing this. I had to, you know, figure it out as I went and try to figure out the differences between certain pens and and why they were different. So, you know, I think the more you listen, the more you hear the same topics, the more you hear examples of what um, 
these terms are, I think it'll it'll start coming easier. And today's episode, I think, is going to help a lot with that, too. Cool. Um, the second mail was from Lucas, and Lucas is looking uh, more on the lines of a recommendation. He says, I'm a computer science student. A lot of math stuff is written faster by hand, so I write a lot with pen and paper. But I think my pens would make you cry, Brad. <laughs> I think that you'll present better choices for that everyday use very soon. And, and Lucas, definitely, we're going to work on that. I will give you a quick recommendation, though. And we get this, and this is a new thing for a lot of math uh, students use, you know, they're traditionally pencil users. You say you write a lot with pen and paper. A lot of math students have turned to an erasable gel ink pen called the Pilot Friction. Um, erasable pens have been a joke for decades, pretty much ever since they were introduced. But Pilot has finally come out with a pen that writes really nicely, erases very well, and is is perfect for math and science students. We get a lot of uh, compliments on on that pen. So Pilot Friction, Lucas, check that out. And then Lucas also had a um, recommendation for future for a future episode. He um, he gets into paper prototyping, and what he means by that is sketching interfaces for applications and web pages with pen and paper. Um, I think a lot of our listeners are probably in that same boat, so we'll work on some suggestions for that. I have uh, I have some ideas for um, for wireframing and um, design layouts and user experience. Um, sketching and things like that. So that's a, that's a really good topic, Lucas. And we will, hopefully we can devote an episode to that um, pretty soon because there are some uh, good products you can, you can check out for that. I've used a pilot friction. Yeah. Um, have you? Yeah. And they are pretty cool. Okay. I mean, it's, it's not a pen for everybody. I will admit that. They're a pen um, for a purpose. I mean, you wouldn't, right. you wouldn't want to use this pen um, as your pen, like your daily day to day pen, just for general use, and right. it'd be cool that it also has an eraser. Like right. you would, you would use it because it has an eraser. Is that does that sound right? Yeah, exactly. And and from my personal perspective, it's not a daily writing pen for me because as part of the ink properties that gives it that erasability, it's not a super dark ink, and I like very dark inks, like the black. Yeah, it's you can tell it's black, but when you put it next to like a Pilot G2, it looks gray. Yeah, and it's it's got it's got a peculiar coloring to it. Mm-hmm. And same with the blue. And then, I mean, there's a rainbow of colors now. I think there's about 24 friction colors actually now. So um, they do marker pens as well. I've just seen yep, it on the site. Yep, they started doing markers. Yeah, and the the cool thing is that you 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 can have some fun with the friction pens. They do uh, disappear in a in very hot heat. Um, so if you're not careful and leave your notebook in the in the back of your car on a hot summer day, especially where I'm at in Georgia, and where your car internal car temperature gets to be about 140 degrees, you uh, you'll look in that notebook and your ink will be gone. But it's not gone permanently. You pop it in the freezer, and that ink comes right back. So what? it's uh, <laughs> just blowing my mind a little bit. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. I'll look. We'll. we'll We'll do this. We ha- I have a good video to share. Okay. Um, that'll show it's it's a drawing done with a friction. It's put over the steam of a tea kettle. You watch the ink vanish, and then you take that same sheet of paper with the ink disappeared. You throw it in the freezer, and it comes right back. That is incredible. <laughs> so that's the fun side of the friction. But um, a, a lot of students 
like that pen just um, for for math and science for the erasability. But because you, there, there are, are types some of things where you don't want to be writing in pencil because that's you know it's not it's not good really in the long run. But you want to they're the types of the types of thing where you want to be able to have the ability to to erase because it's very easy to make mistakes. Right, right, and you're not going to want to use it for. Yeah, I mean, you're going to want to use it for notes, not for any type of permanence, right? Mm-hmm. For obvious reasons. You know, the the science students who have to keep a lab notebook where those lab notebooks are, um, you know, very protected and have to use specific types of inks and, you know, dated and noted and signed. You're, you're not going to want to use a friction, but for, for general studying, um, it's a great pen. Indeed. So, Brad, what we're going to talk about today... Oh, just oh! Before we do get into that, sorry, I just wanted to mention um, we've mentioned a couple of uh, pens already in the show notes for each episode, which um, we've mentioned before. You can find, you know, if you're not using a iOS device, you can find them in the app of choice that you use, um, or you can go to seventy decibels dot com forward slash the pen addict. Um, you can go to the show that you're on, and in the show notes, we include links to all of the pens that we discuss, as well as um, just general cool links like the video that that Brad's talking about with um, erasing with the heat and, and using the freezer to bring the ink back. That will be in the show notes. But we also have a pens like the pens and the paper sections, um, which have links to all of the pens and paper that we discuss. Yeah, that was a good idea to break it out like that. Excellent yeah. idea by you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So, yeah, what are we going to talk about today then? What's the topic of today's episode? Today, in order to kind of continue what we talked about on the first episode being the glossary and just kind of about pens in general, today I want to talk about what my favorite pens are. And that's all that's a question I get asked constantly. Um, so and the the interesting thing about that is it's not you're not always going to get the same answer from me if you ask me today and if you ask me six months down the line the answer might be different but um, I use a lot of pens on a daily basis and I definitely have a group of favorites that I like so I wanted to kind of touch uh, on each of the different pen categories like gel pens ballpoint pens liquid ink pens and so on and what my one single favorite pen in that category is Okay. So let's uh let's kick it off with gel ink pens since, since that seems to be the the flavor of the moment. That that's what's getting a lot of press and praise and comments these days and going right along with that, I I've probably got the my favorite gel ink pen that in, and it's really on the tip of everyone's tongue these days is the mm-hmm. Pilot High Tech C. And specifically, I when I when I talk about my favorites, I'm very specific. I use the Pilot High Tech C 0.3 millimeter black gel ink pen. That's my favorite gel ink pen. And th- the reason why I like it is I, I like super fine lines. Um, that 0.3 millimeter is very, very fine. It, it's a little bit scratchy. It's a needle tip, but I love the feedback it gives me when I write. My lettering is really sharp and clean and I love the feel of the pen even though as a lot of people say it's just in a cheap plastic barrel that's fine by me <laughs> just because the writing experience to me is so awesome um so that is my main my main issue with the high tech C's to me Brad it feels uncomfortable to hold mm-hmm. like I do find it uncomfortable to hold yep. um like because it has a rubber tip but the rubber, like, uh, what would you call that? Like, um, not tip, 
like a, a grip. 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 That's the one I'm yep. looking for. The grip mm -hmm. t feels to me too high up. I like to okay. write quite far down. Yeah. I like to hold my pens quite far down. And yes. like most most pens that I've used, the grip goes all the way to the uh, what would you call the, mm -hmm. again? What do you what do you call the part? The silver part. Um, I, I call it the tip, even though that's not necessary an Basically, accurate the term. But the parts, yes, much. the part you unscrew there. Um, and there is a down. yeah, there's a gap. So there's there's two base types of high tech C. There's a high tech C grip, which is the one with the rubber that you have, mm -hmm. and actually the one that I have in my hand is is also the same. And then there's um, the basic high tech C, which is it's basically just plastic ridges all the way down in, oh, man. in, in place of the rubber part. So like you, what, what I call it is I, I grip the pen the same as you, even though I'm a, I'm a righty, you're a lefty. I call it a low gripper. I'm a low gripper. I get, <laughs> I'm down, <laughs> I'm down like my middle finger is completely below the grip mm -hmm. on the high tech C. Yep. Totally. If you grab the pen, put it in your hand and like the tips of, the the meat of my index finger and thumb are on the grip, but the tips of those fingers are down south of the grip. Mm -hmm. So I, I would consider myself a low gripper. So I don't really count the grip on the high tech C because it's not that awesome. I mean, I'll be honest. There's there's two downfalls with the high tech C. Um, one is what we're talking about. It's basically the overall pin barrel. It's it's cheap. I mean, it's a, it's a cheap pen to begin with, and that's not a knock on it. It's designed to be that way. It's an inexpensive pen, um, so the the barrel can be a little bit brittle. And the second thing is sometimes the needle tip needs a little bit of scribbling to get going. I call that priming. Um, a lot of pens that would frustrate me if every time I had to, every time I uncapped it and started writing, mm -hmm. that it didn't write away write immediately. That doesn't happen all the time with the high tech C, but there's a few times that it does, and it takes a little bit of priming to get it going. I mean, you but, probably see that most in ballpoints, right? So if you yes, you've got a ballpoint that's just been sitting around for a while, you have mm -hmm. to go like scribble, yep. scribble, scribble until it starts working. Exactly, it's a little bit dry to yeah. start with, and the high tech C gets that way too a little bit. Um, but once you get it going, it usually doesn't stop. Um, unless you, you know, cap it and put it away and come back tomorrow. Maybe you have to do it again. Maybe you don't. But I have found that to be the case. But I, I get over it for this pen because when it does write, it, it's the best pen for me. So what I know of the high-tech C is people consider it to be like one of the best pens ever made. But it's it's more the refill than it is anything else, right? So it's, That's exactly they're, they're right. Not, they're not commenting on how great it's designed. Oh, exactly right. Yeah, there wouldn't be so many Kickstarter projects trying yeah. to redesign the barrel if it was the greatest pen designed. And and personally, I don't think this is the greatest pen ever made. If Mike, if you came up to me tomorrow and asked me to make a pen recommendation to you, I would never ever tell you to use the high tech C Why? to be that to be that first foray into the, this type of pen. Because if the only thing you've ever used is the the pen from your office or the pen from your office supply store, this pen is going to be very foreign and and it's going to write different, differently than anything you've ever used. And it would probably turn you off more than it turns you on. See, I have a 0.5 and mm -hmm. even that feels too 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 scratchy for me. I mean, right. we spoke before, I, I like 0.7, I'm ridiculous right. about that, um, right. which, which Brad hates me for. Uh, no, no, but, not at all. Um, uh, and, and he's trying to educate me. 
<laughs> in the ways of, of 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 smaller point sizes, but like well, the, no. even the point five, it, it does feel like I'm it does feel like I'm running a needle across a page. Yeah, right. And the, you know, my my whole goal is not to tell people they should use micro tip pins. Mm-hmm. You know, not to use something, you not know, to use a point three or point four millimeter pins. My whole point in doing the pin addict and and doing the things I do is to let people know that there are choices. Yeah, and that. You can think about what pin you use. You're not stuck with what's offered to you at the bank. Mm-hmm. There, there's actually other things out there that might be better. They might not be, but I just want people to be aware that there are choices out there. And you know, I, I would never, you know, say this is the only way to go. And you know, I certainly use 0.7 millimeter pins uh, on a on a regular basis and and love many of them. So, you know, it, it all boils down to personal preference. And, and the one thing I want to make clear is that, you know, it, it, there are so many options out there and we're all going to have different different tastes in, in pens. So let's let's move on to ballpoints. What is your favorite ballpoint? My favorite right now, um, as much as I talk about the Uniball Jetstream, it's not the Jetstream. It's a pen that's in the same category. It's a hybrid ballpoint ink pen. Um, it's called the Pilot Acroball. Um, and we talked a bit in the glossary episode about what a hybrid ballpoint ink is. And it's an ink formulation that these companies have started to use to make a smoother writing and more consistent ballpoint. Um, darker colors, um, less... Uh, w- I talk about white space in ballpoint lines. If you've ever used, you know, just a basic ballpoint, you'll be writing, say, a black ink ballpoint, um, and that line will have kind of white spots in it. Um, that's because the the tip of the ballpoint is not really rolling that smoothly, and the ink's not not sticking to it very well to give you that solid line. These new hybrid ballpoint inks are kind of aimed to solve that problem. You get a very solid line; it almost looks like a you know just a a gel ink line or or liquid ink pen line. Now, one of the things about the Pilot Acroball, and Mike, you're a good candidate candidate for this, is that not all pen. Okay, how should I put this? <laughs> Are you about to offend me? No, 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 no. <laughs> surprisingly enough, the pen market is regionalized. Okay, okay. So the Pilot Acroball does not exist as the Pilot Acroball in the United States. The Pilot Acroball in the United States is called the Pilot Easy Touch Pro. Okay. So <laughs> while I say I like the Pilot Acroball, you can't walk into a store and buy this pen. But if you knew what you were looking for and knew that in the U.S. it's called one thing and other parts of the uh, world it's called a separate thing, you you might be... Uh, you might get a good surprise when you when you purchase your next pen. So that's that's, that's something I, want, I wanted to make aware. The the pilot does it with the high tech C. Also, in in some parts of the world, it's called the G tech C. That doesn't um, even make any sense. It, it like, doesn't. It's so close. What's wrong with high? I have no idea. I have no idea. But you you're you're gonna find that on a lot of pens, and I've noticed um a, a lot in the UK a, a similar pen. Uh, to what I might have on my desk. I mean, the exact same design will be will have a different name. I'll see if I can get some more examples for you, but it, it's pretty yeah. prevalent. We'll have to do some pen spotting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually I actually think the next one on my list. Um, so that's the ballpoint, the Pilot Acroball, the the point seven millimeter blue. That reminds me, one more thing on this Acroball, mm-hmm. and related to the glossary. 
ballpoint, I, I think I might have touched on it in, in the first episode, but ballpoint tip sizes do not correlate to gel ink and um, liquid ink pen tip sizes in from a line width perspective. Yeah. They're, the, they're the same measurement, right? The point, a 0.7 millimeter is the same size, whether it's in a ballpoint or a gel ink pen, but the line width of a 0.7 millimeter gel ink pen is going to be much wider than a ballpoint 0.7 millimeter pen. And that's because of the ink properties. You know, you're used to, you like the 0.7 millimeter gels, you know, that, that makes a nice wide, rich line, you know, that with the ballpoint, it's a little bit of a drier ink. So if you're expecting that nice wide, rich line with a ballpoint, you have to go up to a 1.0 millimeter ballpoint to get that same, that comparable 0.7 millimeter gel ink tip width. Excuse me, line width. See, I'll mess that up nearly every episode. <laughs> so, so, what's next? The liquid ink or rollerball pen that I, I like using the most. It, it's probably my favorite. It's it's definitely my favorite liquid ink pen. But I will say, I use my gel ink and ballpoint pens much more than the liquid ink pen is the Uniball Vision Elite. And I think this might be another one that, that's called something different over there in the UK. And this is a pretty common pen, so I'll, I'll have to look that up for you. i tell you what, I, I'm going to go get one from my bag. Okay. You know which pen I'm talking about? Yep, I've looked at it on Amazon and I have one. Keep talking. <laughs> the one thing I like about the this pen and why I recommend it so much is this pen is considered airplane safe by Uniball. Which I get that mail a lot. Whoa. Yeah, I'm knocking things I'm, over with the okay. phone cord, but it's okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure you were coming back. No, I'm back. <laughs> but this plane is considered, Uniball markets this as airplane safe, which means you're not going to get an exploded pocket full of ink or an exploded backpack full of ink um, when you travel. So that's, this is a, a, one, it's very popular for that, and two, and it's an, it's an exceptionally uh, smooth writing liquid ink pen. I, I really like it a lot, but I like the Uniball Vision Elite Micro as opposed to um, their their I think they call it the Fine, which is a point eight millimeter. Did you come up with that pen? Yep, it's called the Uniball Vision Elite. Okay. Yeah, I have cool. one. I don't. Um, mine isn't the Micro. What okay. I, what I what drew me to this pen is it. I'm a I I do prefer fountain pens, mm-hmm. um, and this pen has the smooth for me had the smoothness like the smooth feel of a fountain pen i would agree with that completely it, I, it's the same it's a similar type water this. water-based ink yeah yeah it, mm-hmm. it feels very good it's a very mm-hmm. very comfortable feel yep and actually in in what uniball has done recently is they have this thing called super ink technology which is <laughs> <laughs> this could be a long show no no no, no. i just think that the name, like, is so. Is the same yeah. Story. Well, they actually have a robot. He's pretty. He's pretty cool. Um, but they have a super ink technology, and that's this whole uh, check washing um, marketing they did. Probably they started. It's been around for a while, but they started pushing it a couple years ago. And the the ink properties um, across all the Uniball products now are moving to the super ink technology, where the the ink really uh, sinks into the paper, and, and it's supposed to be a um, you know a, a protection, a security measure. So you're you're checks can get edited and washed and and re-signed and and it's good for signing other documents and and things like that where your your name can't get washed out of the page and and then someone forge your name i'd like to see how 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 that works in real life 
just feel like that, that sort of stuff. These people are smart enough that they will uh, they'll find a way around it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't uh, I haven't done any experiments on that. So you have a drawing pen. Yeah, which, I, I, which interested I, me. I put that on there specifically because we, because we didn't cover that in the first episode. Um, I, I kind of alluded to it when I, I talked about the Sharpie pen. Um, a lot of people refer to it as a felt tip pen or a, pl- a plastic tip pen. But there's very um, technical kind of um, drawing pens that have a you know a real needle point with a small plastic tip. Um, protruding. Um, like I said, a lot of people will call it a felt tip pen. I actually use them to write with a lot because my it makes my lettering very clean. I, I like I like, I like writing using, with these sort of pens too. Yeah, I like using drawing pens for everyday writing. I say I use gel pens first, and then probably the second most pen I use is a drawing pen. And my favorite is the Secura Pigmo Micron. Um, there's a tip size called O3 which um, translates to a 0.35 millimeter line width. Um, it's it's just a really nice pen. Um, it's a good quality. It's not going to last you forever. It's a little more fragile than you know your metal tip pens when you're dealing with a, a more pliable material like plastic. Um, you know if you're if you're a heavy-handed writer, meaning you put a lot of pressure down on the page when you write, these drawing pens are not going to be good for you. You will burn through them in no time. But um, if you have a nice pace to your writing or if you're actually using them for what they're intended to, you know, drawing, sketching, things yeah. things of that nature, it's going to be really good. And the reason why I always carry uh, a few microns with me is because um, their ink is is archival. And, you know, that means it's 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 got a permanence to it. It's waterproof. Um, you know, there's it's not going, it, it's light fast. You know, if, if you're doing a lot of people use them for journaling, um, just because they know that their words will be still be there, you know, 20 years down the line without uh, vanishing away on the page. It's a, it's, it's a really, really good pen. It's one of my favorites. I mean, these, these are quite popular in Japanese markets because obviously these, these sort of pens like drawing mm-hmm. pens and stuff, they help with writing in, in Japanese lettering. Yep, absolutely. And you'll see that these manufacturers like secure will make, extremely extremely tiny tips on these pens down to like you know uh, I, I forget the smallest micron but I, there's some around minus one millimeter <laughs> minus two millimeters yeah yeah but there's there's definitely some one millimeters out there now that's that's something you're gonna that's you need a specific use for that pen if you're gonna buy that pen like that would not be a pen i could use for everyday writing it's way too fragile but yeah for writing uh japanese characters or or comic detail design they definitely make them very very tiny that's sh- that one's just got put on my shopping list it's a great pen and, and it's it's a good value i mean they're relatively inexpensive what so was next the name up- of the, the the crazy crazy thin one that you mentioned did you give a name or just a type of pen the crazy, crazy thin one. She so said, "Like the one." Oh, that makes the point. One, that makes the one. Yeah, the point one. Um, I think Secura makes it. If not, I know Copic, a brand called Copic, C O P I C, uh, makes it. Okay. And uh, I think Uni might actually make it. They have a brand called Uni Pen, P I N. Um, so th- there's a few of the drawing pen manufacturers make one that small. I'll find you. I'll find you a link. That would be awesome. Actually, Pilot makes one uh, that I actually own. I think I bought it on accident. <laughs> <laughs> so um, next up, we've got Fountain. Now, this is a big one for me. Yeah, this is something you have, I, you and I have talked about a lot. And actually, before we started this podcast, and 
I'll go on record, and I think I did it on the first episode too. I am no fountain pen expert. I don't pretend to be. I don't play one on the blog. I'm, it's it's a new world to me, the fountain pens. I've owned a Lamy Safari for years, and I thought that's about all I need. That really suits my needs. It's high quality, smooth writing, cool looking. And, you know, if I want to play around with different inks, I can get a converter and I'm set. I don't need some kind of, you know, hugely expensive fountain pen because that can that can really uh, some of these fountain pens out there can put you in debt real quick. But I found a pen called the Pilot Prera that has kind of kicked my Lamy Safaris to the curb. And we talked about it. Um, It's because Pilot uh, Prera is a Japanese uh, pen and the Lamy Safari is a German pen. And the reason why that's important is because while the nib sizes might be called the same thing, both uh, an F nib or a fine nib, they write completely differently. Um, and the pilot, the Japanese nib is going to write a much finer, cleaner line than the Lamy extra fine nib, which is what I'd used previously. So this is a pen, the pilot prayer that's, that really caught me by surprise and, really knock my socks off. It's a excellent, I, I hesitate to say entry level fountain pen, but for in the grand scheme of the world of fountain pens, it's not an overly expensive pen. Um, for what I use every day with the pilot high tech C's that run about three, $4, the Prera at $50 is very expensive, but relative to other fountain pens, it's, um, it's actually quite a cost effective fountain pen. I am actually going to be buying one of those probably next week. Cool. Um, which one are you looking at? The uh, ivory medium. Mm, cool. I figured medium would be good for me. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good safe, uh, safe bet. And yeah. actually, it it writes. I, I have a medium uh, laying around here somewhere too. It actually writes relatively fine. I think you're that probably was why employed. I thought I'd go for the medium mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Um, I'd remembered you'd saying to me about the Japanese size because I figured yep. I would probably quite enjoy a medium. Um, mm-hmm in the regular sizing. So I thought medium and Japanese size will be good. Right. I, I would bet you my pilot Prera F nib lays down a finer line than your pilot high tech C 0.5 millimeter. That terrifies me <laughs> because what I, I love about fountain pens and why I do prefer them over, over other types of pen is the smoothness of the line. Right. I've, I've it, always had an affinity for, for a smooth line and I, I don't know what, I don't know what that is, what don't know what it is that makes me, um, Makes me like it like that, but I, I, I like my lines to be smooth. Right. Yep. And that's a that's a good choice. I think you'll like it. So the the last one I have on the list, and this isn't an, an all encompassing list, but I, I want people always ask me what my favorites are. So I really just wanted to highlight a few of the the main pens in my arsenal. And the last one's not a pen; it's a pencil because people don't like it when I leave pencils out. <laughs> Even though I'm not a I'm not a heavy pencil user, I do use them from time to time, and this is probably the most no-brainer item on my entire list uh, of favorite pens. If I was recommended some something, uh, recommended a pen or a pencil to anyone, the Uniball Kurotoga pencil yep. is is absolutely a, a no-brainer for anyone who's looking for a mechanical pencil. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's, it is. It's incredible. It is. You, you never would have thought mechanical pencil technology there'd be that much cool stuff going on, but what they've done with this uh, Kurutoga is it has an 
auto lead rotation mechanism in the tip. And what that means is every time as you lift your pen pencil up and down from the page, when the pressure releases releases from the lead on that lift up, there's a tiny tick inside that you, it's really not, it's not noticeable when you write that rotates that lead for you, just the, the smallest fraction. And what that uh, keeps the pencil from doing is getting a, a we all we all know what it is when it, your mechanical pencil gets a flat lead and you're always twisting the pencil in your hand to get that sharp point to write with and yeah, things it, like it that. It gets worn down on one yeah. edge, like the edge that you're writing on. Yeah, and your your lead color will go from dark to lighter as it gets as it gets flatter and flatter. Then you turn it over and you're back to a dark sharp tip, and your line width is always changing. This this solves it and it and it works. I mean, you would think that there's no way that this would work. It absolutely works, and this one I have actually done testing with. I've written pages of a uh, of the same sentence over and over, keeping my hand still to use and use the same uh, position. You know, not rotating the pencil in my hand. It absolutely works. It it kept a nice uh, sharp rounded point the entire time. It's it's crazy. I don't know how they do it, and uh, it's it's pretty cool technology. When I bought my first Kuru Toga, I only wrote in pencil for about three days. Uh-huh. And, and I probably yep. would have stuck to it for longer if I could actually write in pencil in my day job. <laughs> yeah. I just I just was, was so impressed by something mm-hmm. so relatively cheap and simple um, it, that it produced such consistency. Yep. And the strangest thing that I had to get used to is, I mean, for 20 or 30 years, you have a, you, there's a habit of turning the pencil in your hand when you lift it up. I mean, that's not a habit that goes away lightly. With the Kurotoga, you're actually defeating the purpose. If you twist the barrel in your hand, mm-hmm. um, you're, you know, you're, you're not letting the pencil do its work, and, and you kind of have to in, in this case. What's cool with the Kurotoga is you can get it in loads of different styles as well, can't you? Like you can get the yeah. regular plastic bodies, but they also do like um, metal bodies and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, my favorite one is the uh, – there's so there's the regular plastic barrel ones. Um, they come in a lot of different colors, and they mm-hmm. also come in two different lead sizes. You can get a point three millimeter and a point five millimeter lead. Um, then they make a what's called a high grade, which is like an aluminum barrel, um, Kurutoga, which it's really a, a half aluminum barrel. The top half is always going to be plastic, and then the bottom half is aluminum, like in the grip area. Then they make a roulette model, which is the one I have in my hand right now, which is. Um, it's got an aluminum grip, but it's got some knurling on the grip, which is those little metal ridges kind of machine cut into there. And it, it looks really, really slick. Roulette's a clever name. Yeah, I like that. That's <laughs> so I was going to spin. It took me a while. I was like, roulette? That's kind of weird. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> you don't pull the wall over Brad's eyes. <laughs> yeah, it took me a minute, though. I won't lie to you. So but uh, yeah, that's a list of my my current favorite pens. You know, we'll have to do this again. Uh, you know, in four or five months and see how much this list changed because it it always does. And I always talk about that on my blog. There's always a new number yeah. one pen for me, and that's part of the fun of this for me. There's there's always something new to try out. Maybe by that time I'll be able to join you with recommendations on each level as well. Cool. I, I think we should work on that. We should do. You know how all the uh, the other podcasts always talk about what they're drinking or what what their coffee is or you know what their whiskey is that they're drinking. We, we need what to talk. Pen? We need to talk about what pen what pen we're using today. Well, what are should, you using today? Um, today I've used pretty much all day. I've used the exact gel pen that I put down in my favorite pens, the Pilot High Tech C 
0.3 millimeter black. I had a lot of note taking to do today. I wrote about three or four pages um, worth of notes, handwritten, which I am uh, want to do on occasion. And that's the pen I used, and I just cruised right through it. Um, I'm using a Zebra Sarasa clip today. Um, it's oh, actually very- my favorite show notes taking pen. Um, that's a good one. What's the tip size on that one? Uh, 0.4. Okay, cool. It's the one you sent me. Okay, great. Um, but at work, um, I use a Pilot G2.7, mm-hmm. which makes your toes curl, I think, in blue. No, no, no. See, that's the big misconception about me. You know, I like to give I like to give people a hard time, but I also like people to use what works best for them. And, you know, if that's... Uh, what gets the job done for you? Then I'm I'm a happy I'm a happy pen addict. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> We've quelled your addiction for another week, right? Yes, yes, you for got sure. So uh, once again, mate, where can people find you? You can find me at penaddict.com. Uh, that's my website where I blog about all this stuff that we talk about. I do pen reviews and and all kinds of other crazy stuff. And I'm on Twitter at dowdyism d o w d y i s m. And if you want to send myself or the show an email, you can do so at the the penaddict at gmail.com. And uh, I think that, that pretty much covers it. Cool. All right, so um, until next week, thank you very much for listening. Um, from me, it's a goodbye. And from Brad, I'm sure it's a goodbye too. So see you. Yes, then. goodbye, everyone. Thank you. See ya. All right, bye-bye. The Pen Addict Podcast is a 70 decibels production in conjunction with Brad Dowdy. Brad is an employee of jetpens.com who do not have any affiliation with this podcast.